0: Welcome to the Sharid Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Sharit Sedek is available to you. On Demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Our tradition holds that today, Yom Kippur, is a day of fear and trembling. We beat our breasts and recite the alphabet of our sins. We confess that we are nothing but dust, that we are simply flesh given shape, that we must beg God for forgiveness for inadequacies. God declares this a day of judgment on which our moral worth will be measured and inscribed in the book that determines the fate of all humankind. Each of us will attempt to repent for our sins and all of us will be found wanting. We are not good enough, we cannot be good enough and that fear of not being good enough is at the center of the Yom Kippur experience for many of us and that's not good. We all have a little bit of fear or a lot that we are not as good as we should be. That's a big one for me, self-doubt. I sometimes find myself afraid that I am not actually a good person. I know I do good and I help others when I can, but I can't help but wondering, do I only do good because I want people to think I'm a good person? Do I perform good deeds just to make people like me? Am I simply playing the role of a good person to diminish my fear that I am not? I know that I I cannot be the only person kept up by these kinds of questions at night. But this kind of fear does not motivate us to make the world better. It actually may paralyze us and make us miserable. In the traditional Haftarah for Yom Kippur morning, the prophet Isaiah voices God's sharp rebuke of the people Israel. "Lo <speaking> tatsumu, <in Hebrew> "Your fasting this day will not make your voice heard on high." evharehu. <speaking in Hebrew> Is this the fast I desire?" a day for people to afflict themselves, to bow their heads like reeds and sit in sackcloth and ashes? Is this what you call a fast, a day pleasing to Adonai? The question is clearly rhetorical, as Isaiah goes on to tell us the kind of fast that God wants. This is the fast I desire to break the bonds of injustice and remove the heavy yoke, to let the oppressed go free and release all those enslaved, to share your bread with the hungry and to take the homeless poor into your homes and to never neglect your own flesh and blood." What's being criticized here is false piety, putting on a good show, but never following through on becoming a better person or improving the world around us. That's not real teshuvah or repentance. Teshuvah works like this. We make mistakes or we do something wrong. We make up for what we did, and then we do our best to make sure it doesn't happen again. Hearing Isaiah's words, maybe we will realize that sometimes we are just going through the motions, that we are not judging ourselves honestly, that we are making excuses for ourselves. But this too can be taken too far. Self-flagellation is not teshuvah, and wallowing in our mistakes is not what Yom Kippur is about. The task of Yom Kippur is not to become perfect, but to take a long, hard look at ourselves to see not only our mistakes, but our best efforts as well. And let's be honest, with everything happening around us, it is very easy to judge ourselves harshly. We are living through a global pandemic that has reshaped almost every aspect of our daily lives. We are on the brink of a controversial presidential election whose vitriol makes it onto every TV screen, every website, every news article. We're sending our kids to school in fear or tethering them to a screen at home. Even going shopping has become like navigating an obstacle course. Just living our lives right now is more draining than it has ever been And yet, we so often hold ourselves to the same standards as we did under normal circumstances. Not only that, but the world is more complicated than ever and our choices have more unintended consequences than they have before. One of my favorite TV shows, which I highly recommend, The Good Place, tells the story of a bunch of flawed people who die and find themselves in an afterlife based on a point system. When you do good, you get points. When you do bad, you lose points. It's pretty simple. If you get enough points, you go to the good place. Otherwise, boom, eternal torture. No redos. But there's a problem with this system. Ted Danson's character, a divine being named Michael, purely coincidence, I assure you, explains. These days, just buying a tomato at a grocery store means that you are unwittingly supporting toxic pesticides, exploiting labor, contributing to global warming. Humans think they are making one choice, but they are actually making dozens of choices. Seen in this light, what we're asked to do on Yom Kippur is almost impossible. How can we atone for the consequences of our actions when it's so difficult to know what those consequences really are? How do I personally atone for the injustices that others experience and I unknowingly benefit from every day? There needs to be some kind of balance in how we examine ourselves on this Yom Kippur day. It can't all be about Jewish guilt. In Pirkei Avot, a wellspring of quotable Jewish wisdom, we read, et This is often translated as "Judge everyone favorably," but it could be taken more literally as "Weigh everyone with a scale tipped in their favor." This does not mean being blind to someone's flaws but simply that we should give each other the benefit of the doubt. And in the same way that we are obligated to find the good in others, we must also find the good in ourselves. Rebbe Nachman of bratislava the famous 18th century Hasidic rabbi says this. One has to judge oneself favorably and find in oneself some remaining good point in order to give oneself the strength to avoid falling completely, God forbid. On the contrary, one will revive oneself and bring joy to one's soul with the little bit of good one finds in oneself. Likewise, one must go on searching until one finds in oneself yet another good thing And although this good thing too is mixed with much impurity, still one must extract some good point from there as well. Indeed, one must go on searching and gathering further good points. In this vein, Mishkan HaNefesh, a Reform machzor, includes a counterpoint to the litany of all hates that we just read, the long list of our collective sins. Let us affirm the good we have done. Let us acknowledge our acts of healing and repair, the prayer book tells us. Reflecting on our goodness inspires us to renew our efforts in the year to come. This is what Isaiah is asking us to aim for, a Yom Kippur on which we see ourselves as we are, imperfect, but bent on improving. If you're here with us today, praying and listening and really trying to get the message of these High Holy Days, you're probably already on the right track. If you're worried about whether you're good enough or not, you're doing just fine. I'm not saying that everything we're doing is as good as it can be. We can always be kinder, more generous, more patient. And we have to try to do just that. There is no getting off the hook, as we read in Pirkei Avot, "Lo alecha v'lo ata venchorin mimena." You are not supposed to finish the work, but you are not allowed to stop trying. That's not a literal translation. That's the translation that I'm offering us today. We still have to do that work but this might be the hardest Yom Kippur any of us have ever experienced. And I think we're all in danger of being too hard on ourselves and setting the bar higher than we can possibly reach. So how can we know where to set that bar? The answer to that is that there's no easy answer. We have to know ourselves and trust ourselves. We have to listen for the still small voice that calls us to goodness, a voice that is not one of criticism, but of encouragement. All of us, every single one of us is equally as capable of growing as we are capable of making mistakes. And just the other day, I got an email from the Jewish Daily Forward With a headline that struck me as particularly bleak. This is what it said. The paradox of Yom Kippur. How can we pray when we have no hope? Let's sit with that for a second. Because frankly, I think they're getting the entire thing wrong. Yom Kippur should give us hope, not leave us empty. Fear and trembling are not what we need most right now. What we need is what Isaiah offers us just before asking us to understand what God truly wants of us on this day. You will go out through joy and be led forth in peace. And Rebbe Nachman adds, Focus on the good in yourself. Take joy in what is good and you will be led forth from inner darkness. May all of us emerge from this Yom Kippur, not empty, but with renewed compassion for ourselves, for others, and for our entire world. Kenyihi Ratzon, may it be God's will.